1: Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a lot to get to, but not a lot of time to do it. So let's get right to it. We'll talk about the San Francisco 49ers putting an old testament style butt whipping on the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Other NFL news notes and nuggets. We'll get into that as well. Uh, we got a World Cup update coming up for you. We'll give you World Cup updates coming up all throughout the show. Also, a Texans Tuesday next segment. We'll get into the Houston Texans. Well. What there is to get into about the Houston Texans. Your flex at 345. We'll talk Texas, Baylor. We'll preview that the top of the four and the top of the six o'clock. Also, Cowboys and Giants. We'll get into that preview because we got a short week to get into it. All right, let's get right to it, my man. He hails actually from the Two He'll tell you that all day, every day. He also was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but it's up to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin' ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is Mike hardball Harge. What's going on, my man?
2: Man, it is a good day, good day. We're almost a turkey day, man, uh. and I can't wait for that. Got family coming in town tonight. They're already almost here. Mama's coming in town tomorrow. Mama's in town? Mama will be in town tomorrow. cannot wait. But the only sad part is my family went out of town for a soccer tournament. Oh. So there's a lot. So you're a bachelor? uh, I don't know if you want to call it that. (laughs) I don't know if you want to call it that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm dog dad this week. (laughs) I'm still dog dad. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. But let me tell you about my boy that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a
1: fan of white condiments.
2: But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babers.
1: I appreciate the intro, as always. It gets sweeter and sweeter every time. Uh, let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP of the show, the idealionaire, one of the hardest-working members of the air and family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that the man is underpaid. Also... He is the uh the owner of our unofficial mascot, Lou. So shout out Lou in the building to give us a good mojo, my man Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother.
0: I'm doing good, doing good. Got another big Texas basketball win last night. That's Just right. Yep.
1: Keeping it rolling. Yeah, we're gonna it's talk good. about Texas basketball. That the women won too, right?
0: The women won too. There you go. Uh-huh. They, got, yeah, they, got, on they got one win before they came <laughs> back home. That's Whew. right. Yeah, they, they needed
1: it, right? They needed one. They needed one. Uh yeah, we'll get into that actually uh in the six o'clock. We'll talk some Texas basketball um getting and breaking that down too. Just keeping hey man, just keep getting the dubs. Just keep on getting them dubs. And they look actually good while they're getting those dubs yeah, too. So do. we'll talk Texas basketball coming up in the six o'clock. Uh let's get into well, you know what? First of all. This is kind of the holiday. Uh, this is We're getting on the holiday editions of yep, yep, Ball yep. Don't Lie, Thanksgiving holidays. Um, we're going to have a short week. Everybody's got a short week, so we'll have a short week, too. Um, so our shows, the official shows, are done tomorrow. Um, my last show is actually today because so, I'm taking an extra day to go see the fans. Well-deserved. Uh, no, I don't know if it's well-deserved. Well-deserved. Uh, I mean, you come back on Friday, though. You coming back you'll be yeah. back for the game on Friday.
0: So it's not yeah. like you're taking a... Five day vacation. We're no, 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 we taking a yeah. two day vacation when most people are getting four or five days. Yeah, yeah. game
1: so. is at seven a.m. on Friday down Woo, at Bebo Boulevard. Yeah. That and I'll be down there hanging out. So I'm just going a little bit, uh, a little bit early to go hang out with the fam uh, to go see the fam. So this is my last show. So kind of a, I'll be randomly bringing up Thanksgiving topics throughout the show because this is my Thanksgiving show. Yeah, I love it. Uh, just love so, it. Yeah, yeah, love so it. if you're like, hey, what is be doing? But that's why I'm bringing up random Thanksgiving no, topics. I'll be following. Yeah, you know what I mean. Following. I'm already rich, bro. Um, because it's the holiday edition, so we'll have a little fun uh, with that as well. All right, right, let's. Uh, the 49ers had a little bit of fun, maybe a lot of bit of fun, yeah. uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. I was right that the 49ers would uh, would win the game, um, and I did give you a stat that said they would cover. I didn't think they'd cover that number, but they covered right. that number and more. I mean, it was a really impressive win for the 49ers. We talked about it, guys. I think we all agreed when we said, uh yesterday, talking about the Cowboys and their big win over Minnesota, uh, we all said, hey, all right, you know, I pull out, put out the question, uh, what NFC team did you put above the Cowboys? Yep. Uh, I had the 49ers in Philly. I believe you did as well, Hard, and For so did you, Patrick. So... Uh, the 49ers, once they get healthy, they'll start rounding in the form. Uh, and,
2: do they need to get more rounded in the form? They, they, still, got they, still, they got still got some guys out. I mean, that D-line that, way. Yeah,
0: that was
1: some. abusing <laughs> Colt McCoy was yeah. backups. They, exactly. Yeah. They still got about three starters out on defense, I know. man. They are one of the deepest teams in the league. Uh, so, uh, But when I'll just say this. When Jimmy Garoppolo is playing at a high level, you really got almost no shot versus the 49ers your your best shot is to force Jimmy Garoppolo to beat you and then Jimmy force Jimmy into making mistakes the 49ers are 14 and0 since Jimmy Garoppolo's been there when he doesn't throw a pick right and that usually means Jimmy Jimmy's playing at a high level But you know you force Jimmy and Jimmy's not Jimmy's you know, we know Jimmy Garoppolo. We know who he is at this point. I'm a point. big fan. You're a big fan because he wins. Yep. But he's not an elite quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. He's probably the best looking quarterback, starting quarterback in he the NFL. He definitely is winning on that level. Man, the man is I, even. I, hey, I'm. I, I'm. Hey, I'm. I'm a heterosexual man. I'll admit that's a. That's an attractive man right there. Damn good looking man right there. You know, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that. You know mean? So, but yeah, Jimmy, when he is playing at a high level, they're really hard to beat. And I've said it before. I. I, I think my man Shano uh, and strangely enough, in this game, we know that he likes to run the football, but they started out giving Jimmy G really the focus and the feature. He was the featured, uh piece in the first half. Maybe they were just trying to break tendency. He went 14 of 21 in the first half, 153 yards and a touchdown. They only had seven first half rushes. It was the second fewest first half rushes for a 49ers team with my man Channel as head coach.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, Everything worked. Everything when Jimmy's, yeah, when yeah. Jimmy's clicking, everything's working. Yeah, and that defense, like Patrick said, was flying around, but you started looking around. They finally got back to getting the ball to Kittle. Kittle was a major part of it because he hadn't been. I've been watching him the last couple of weeks. And of they've his, been
1: dealing with injuries too early right, on in the season. Right,
2: there's that. a lot that has been going on with with Kittle and this offense, and you've been talking about it. They're still, they're still not uh, healthy as they need to be. But they're getting it at the right time. We're they trending are. towards the end of the season, headed towards that stretch run, and they just keep getting better. They do. And it. better. They look good. And better. But let's go to the other side before we give all the praise okay, to the 49ers. What in the wide world of sports is going on <laughs> with the Arizona Cardinals? They, they have turned into mush. Like, this was a team that everybody once thought was about to turn the corner. Now, it all started in the offseason – with the uh, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury discussions about who's going to get money, who's not, and then they finally signed them both. But we talked about this before. They are married at the hip now mm-hmm. to each other, Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray. And now Kyler's dealing with these injuries that is he's not even getting on the field. So what do they do? They throw Colt McCoy out to the to the Wolves last night and just watch that man get beat down like in Damaconso in the Big 12 Championship. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, "Holy cow, he never had an opportunity to get loose last night." No. So, what has happened to this Arizona Cardinal football team? I know we've we've gone through the record of what they start off with and then how they finish the second half of the year. They never finish well. Cliffs teams never seem to finish well. But that is just absolutely embarrassing the the level of professionalism on that team? Uh,
1: well, you got a lot of injuries, right? Uh, talked about Kyler Murray. He's out. Zach Ertz starting tight end. He, he got hurt out. last week, yeah. Um, no Marquise Brown, so you're second and third wide receiver. Rundell Moore got hurt in the game. In the game, really, yeah. You'll see DeAndre Hopkins show uh, on offense pretty much, and that's all that they really could present as a threat. And, I, I listen, I, I thought the Cardinals do have some talent there, but it's cl- pretty clear at this point that the Cliff Kingsbury experiment is not working.
0: Yes, this person. It's, yeah. it's not working. I mean, most of us could have told you that two years ago. But like I I, I was fine mm-hmm. with them getting him last year. This year seems silly to double down on it.
1: Um, they you're right, they I think it's because of what Harsh mentioned they were they did re-sign Kyler, yeah. right? So they gave yeah. him extension. What choices they have? What are you gonna do? Start over again at quarterback when you got a quarterback who's yep. obviously proven that he could be at least be in the um upper third of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But they want remember, they wanted to take the air raid mainstream to the NFL, be the first team to do it. Um and they basically hired Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach of the offense. Right. And for eh, whatever, whatever reason. I <laughs> actually, and remember, they, they showed some signs of, remember, early on last year, they were 7 and 0. Right. That's but, what I'm saying. The but that's second the trend of yep. Cliff Kingsbury's yep. teams that once there is film out on your team, once there's a, a, an extensive scouting report on your team, that you can't adjust as a coach and your teams don't get better. As the season progresses, your teams get worse. They regress.
0: When you have injuries, it's hey man, if I have a tactical advantage because I have five really good wide receivers, oh yeah, you can't guard them all. But now I have three. All right, well you can kind of guard them. All right, now I have two. I'm done because all I'm doing is using my advantage of having too many weapons. And you go, if you can, if your only option is I need five wideouts that can all play at a wide receiver one level, you're not a good coach. Well, That's, then, not, that's well, not coaching. That's just having an advantage of player personnel.
1: Well, no, I agree. But when you're starting quarterback, there's not a lot of teams in the NFL. Right, we, the Cowboys did a really good job of it that are going to be able to win games. But I think in to, your, to to that point you're bringing up even more on that, it's the trend now of the last few years with Cliff Kingsbury that his teams, regardless of whether the quarterback situation is uh, promising or whether you got your franchise quarterback healthy or not, his teams just regress. Yep. That's his period first, historically. First yeah. seven games at tech, he has a sixty four percent winning percentage. And the rest of the season, this is his time at tech, a twenty four percent winning percentage. First seven games with the Cardinals, sixty six percent winning percentage. This is each year. <laughs> All right. And then the rest of the season, thirty two percent winning percentage. No. His teams just—it doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter about yeah. the quarterback. He's, that's him. Oh, but that's, I'm not even saying the quarterback. I, I'm saying yeah. no, that's who it, Cliff Kingsbury is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's who he is. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Your per, No, no. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with your personnel point. You're you're right. I'm just saying like it, it, it. We could point at little specific things. That's just well, who then, he is as yeah. a head coach. His teams, even at Tech, even with the Cardinals, different situation, different hierarchy, different system. They get worse as the season. Yeah, goes and on. I mean when you also throw
0: in that he just never really worried like doubles down on a running back, because James Conner's played all right, but he's not a, a back that you can use every week all the time. And then you see in this where you're like, hey, man, you need to run the ball some and you know try and get Colt any sort of protection that they know they can't just tee off and run and blitz him all the time. And he couldn't even do that.
1: Yeah, he's he's not gonna. Lie. I mean, he'll last probably <laughs> this season, but then they'll start yeah. looking for a new coach. And they're they're obviously invested in Kyler Murray, so he's their quarterback, their franchise quarterback of the future. Uh, they're going to be looking for a new coach, and it's not it's not a, it's an attractive job. But you got to. My thing was they brought Kyler Murray in to run that air raid system, and he was ideal and compatible with it. Right now, you got to bring you. in somebody mm-hmm. who's at least willing. To uh, make the offense malleable to Kyler Murray's yep, skill set yep, yep. and whatever his limitations may be.
2: Yeah, I gotta couldn't agree more with that, and that's one of the things that I've been saying the entire time is Kyler Murray for his entire playing career has been in almost like an air raid oh, offense. Yeah. That's why he was ideal for. it. Yep, that's, yeah, that's. But now he's it's, gonna end up having to do something else. And possibly learn a different offense. Ooh. That's the that's have the to watch challenge. Film? I don't like
1: that. He's got yeah. to watch
0: film. <laughs>
1: <That's>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's learning. Yeah. Well, that's a great point about it. you guys. You're joking about it, but I'm not. No, 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 no. I oh. know you're not, but Patrick <laughs> made the joke. <laughs> But I can tie it to all together. He's been so comfortable because basically he has been in yes. air raid offenses since he's been in high school that yep. maybe he hasn't invested as much time yeah. in film study because he's like, dude, this is, this is what I've been running since yeah, I, I was me. born into this yes. system. I'm like Neo in the Matrix. I know this system so damn well. Right. But it, I don't like him running a new offense. No, I mean, I,
0: but look at it. Look air raid-ish. Look at what two has been able to do this year.
1: Yeah. From what we saw two
0: before, when you had a coach that said, I will work with your set of skills to make you the best player you can be. Boom. I think that's a better fit for Kyler whatever than hey man, let's just do air raid again. It's never worked before, and it'll probably never work ever again. But let's just keep trying. It. Yeah. yeah,
1: whatever. How it many is, Super
0: Bowls have been won with the air raid? His, Zero.
1: His his yeah. offense works. Well, the air raid just got to the NFL. I know fair. that's what's exactly. uh, i But but the uh, but the t- to be fair though the he works well in the air raid. I mean he's done well in and he won a yeah. Heisman Trophy and he got these number one to pick in the air raid. So it made sense for them to try to you know. Uh, move that system with him. I think, and by the way, there are a lot of. And Andy Reid calls Cliff Kingsbury a genius. Has called him a genius multiple times about his offensive mind. So, and he runs a lot of air raid schemes mm-hmm. too, and air raid ish schemes. So you can still run ish air raid ish schemes. I just think Cliff Kingsbury as a coach, a head coach, he's just not the guy. He's he's a coordinator. He's a great yeah. coordinator and play caller. And that's probably the role that Cliff Kingsbury should have. By the way, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher (laughs) you need to call Cliff Kingsbury he's about to get fired and just tell him say hey Cliffy, when you get fired, because it's going to happen, uh, don't say it like that, though. All right. <laughs> just, hey, dress just, it up for him him a little bit, that, right? A little bit more tactful <laughs> about it. Just say, hey, Cliffy, we got you. We're going to make you the highest paid OC <laughs> in the country. Come here and run my offense here with the Aggies. Boom. Let's do that. All right. Bring the band back together again. So, making America great again, you make it AM great again. All right. You got all that back together. So, that's what I would suggest for the Aggies, Jimbo Fisher, but I digress. Let's Chris get Kingsbury back
0: to you. Fire from the Red Raiders, Fire gets fails upwards. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> gets yeah. a head coach job in Arizona, fails there, gets a contract extension, and then he's going to get out and he'll get paid one of the highest paid coordinators in the college. I'd make football. him be highest paid
1: <laughs> it <is a> pay- <laughs> This man, ding, 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 it ding. It pays to be good looking. It pays right? hey, uh, to wear a
0: nice suit. That's that's man, Jimmy. Be good.
1: I always say that, unfortunately, and I, I don't like it either, but people who are unattractive, they they don't get as good of jobs. They usually. Nah, I wouldn't know about that. But uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying That'd they it. are people who are unattractive are discriminated against. Uh, honestly, just as any other ethnic group. But n- the point is, nobody's gonna admit <laughs> they're unattractive enough to get those benefits <laughs> right. from our government. Right. So you can't have the uh, the National Association of Unattractive uh, People. You, you can't, can't have that. You can have start a coalition. coalition. You can start a coalition. Like, we are ugly and we are being discriminated against, and we want to be. We want. We want to, Balance out the scales <laughs> and they're like, you know what? They right. everybody will get, you know, we you write ugly yeah, people. You like right.
2: ugly people have this over for hey, a long <laughs> time. <laughs> well, I'm
1: claiming my disability. I I, 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 I discriminate against ugly people too, I'll admit that. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. when I'm claiming my
0: disability. They go, why you get disability? You go, look me in the eye while you ask me that. <laughs> you can't, can you? <laughs> No, that's why I get it.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh Cliff gosh. Kingsbury is the opposite of that. Basically, we all, this Texas says Cliff is a successful failure. Yeah. He's just Very so good looking, so. he ends up just kind of failing upwards, kind of thing. It so happens. Wild. They just go, man, you had some really
0: good ideas.
1: <laughs> he's just so that interesting. Is so I funny. want him around so I can look at him. You, look, yeah. you know what like Bucky says He always smells like salad Yeah I'm no, like Bucky? What, I, When Bucky says that It makes me a little nervous uh, so I'm like What kind of uh, salad Do you smell Bucky Who is his agent Bucky Cliff's got, <laughs> Cliff's got a good agent Whoever yeah. he is Because you're right He does a good job But I, I think I think he, it's Trace Armstrong <laughs> I think it
2: really is. I Are think you serious? it's Tra- I think it's Trace Armstrong. Oh, well, damn, I Athletes we- first. Wow, because he played ball, right? He was a quarter a- Yeah, Trace was the guy from um played Florida. Ball. He played at Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's
0: the agent. He's a Patriots quarterback, right? Yep.
2: No, no, this
0: is a defense. No, I was saying a D- King's right. Oh,
2: oh yeah. And he was a Patriots quarterback too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Man, I'm confused now. But uh, it's
2: a combination of all of it. It went all <laughs> in there. Florida. He's the agent. So like, now like, he's got Cliff. He had Cliff in the NFL. That's how he kind of got with him. And he's athletes first. That's that group of of uh, uh, the agency that they're part of.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Jimbo Fisher needs to plant the seed. I don't know if he has a connection with Cliffy, but Cliffy, oh, I'm sure he does. Cliffy's about to get Cliffy's. We all know he's on his last leg there in the NFL. He's going to be looking for a gig, even though the like, biggest question package right. He usually ends yeah. up getting landing softly. Well, easily, yeah. <laughs> he land lands really soft. There's man. no
2: crash landings. For it him. happens
1: to good looking people. Mo- most yeah. people are average looking. So if you're thinking, "Am I ugly?" You're you're probably average looking. <laughs> most of y'all, no, no, I'm saying it. most most people are average looking. they the minorities are really good looking people and really ugly people. So most of y'all of us are in the, you know. I'll say y'all. I like the stand minute I'm like, most <laughs> oh, of y'all. No, most of y'all. I mean, average <laughs> looking. That's all it is. Uh, anyway, oh my goodness. let's get back to it. Cliffy got us all off task here. Uh, okay, can we? Uh, are we done talking about the Arizona Cardinals? Can we get to the 49ers Yeah, we can get back better? to
2: the 49ers. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, we covered the, the Cardinals really well right I, there. Well, I just think, yeah. Uh, well, I
1: think the, the days are numbered. Right? I feel like we should up. play that uh, that 60 minutes clock. I feel like that's what's happening. <laughs> Cliffy.
2: Ain't that's rough Ain't as, rough.
1: Ain't as and rough. Them, baby You might be back in Aggie land. <laughs> he's gonna be like No No Man Aggieland
0: he is in Lubbock he is though, a, right? He's a college station 14 That <laughs> yeah. is a You can't be an attractive man At college station <laughs> That is But he was in Lubbock though That's yep. yeah, true Which
1: was better Aggieland or Lubbock I will go Which to you, I go you to, to I choose. will go to Lubbock Really? Yeah. How about you? Babe? You well, it, I mean, you had to is, live there, a is, there, is there an again?
0: STD? A funny named STD from <laughs> College Station? Because there is one for a uh, Lovick. Oh, you're right. That is true. Wait, yeah. what? You never, you never heard about the Raider Ash? Oh, Raider Rash, yes. I mm, did hear man. about that yesterday. Damn I heard that man. yesterday
1: too. <laughs> then my man Chip Brown calls him Lebudtics. Yeah. <laughs> also. Uh yeah, I don't uh, I guess I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think who has the more who has the more attractive women now, so kind of my are
0: I would say I would go College Station because you're a hey, short man. drive away from Houston. It's
1: true. You you're you're a short short drive away from civilization. That's it. Patrick just nailed it. I choose Aggie Man, actually. Well, I was goes, almost uh, an Aggie. Yeah, I was,
2: say, I too, was too, almost but, uh, an Aggie. Uh, Oh, now you regret your decision.
1: Let's talk about the the, uh, San Francisco 49ers. And I'll say this about the 49ers because I love this uh, stat uh, that Debo and Christian McCaffrey, their touches overall, 24 touches, 200 total yards, and one touchdown. Beautiful.
2: That's that balance we've been talking about, right? Right. That's that balance. He's got two toys that he can go out there and play with at any time.
1: I was talking to an Aggie, as a matter of fact, before the show, talking to Chad and
2: <laughs> <laughs> what you had you, you had the pre- preference what <laughs> I was talking to a Aggie. he just happened to be Chad <laughs> I like Chad though no we all love Chad yeah, it's that's like Chad. I was um, talking
1: to Nagy. Yeah, just happened to be chatting. I was just talking to chat, <laughs> and um, he was talking about the the, the Shanahan run game and how the Shanahan running game and how sophisticated it is and mm-hmm. how aesthetically pleasing it is. Um, and and I and I was, as I said usually I think Shanahan as an play designer he's an artist and even uh, my man Sark has admitted he loves the McVeigh you know Shano LaFleur Tree and steals a lot of concepts from those guys which is great um, and he followed Shano in uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. too so he actually studied them and was able to um, let's say steal borrow a lot of concepts from him too and implement that into his offense but I, I when I was talking to Chad I, I said I've, I've often referred to my man Shano as a play designer as an artist but he needs a muse he needs something to inspire him mm-hmm. like some kind of muse to inspire him and now he's got two of them. You could argue you, got, you can argue he's got three. And I've long said on this show as a football theorist, the way to win Super Bowls in the NFL is to strategically, tactically, conceptually, schematically, whichever way you want to think about it. Even from a uh, logistically, from a uh, front office standpoint, you got to separate from the league somehow. It's a copycat league, so whenever you have an advantage, it's only going to last for so long right the rams uh you know patrick brings up there the way they handled the cap right the cash over cap thing which mm-hmm. not a lot of people are doing now everybody's doing it cuz yep. it was really successful them now everybody's going to copy that model um when the philadelphia eagles won the super bowl nobody went for fourth downs as much as them in nfl history nobody went for more two-point conversions than them they just you know they were gambling Yep. You know, they came riverboat gamblers, and they won. You look at the Dallas Cowboys and what you want to call whatever their dynasty, but their back-to-back Super Bowls under Jimmy Johnson, they had the biggest offensive line in NFL history up until that point, and it took the rest of the NFL you know, some while, a while to catch up to the Cowboys. And then now everybody's got gargantuan, huge offensive lines. you got to you got to figure out something, get an advantage. I think for Shano, he's doubling down on positionless football. Everybody in the NFL doesn't do it. A lot of the NFL is on it, but they're, they're not extreme about it. He's extreme about it. Debo is probably the pos- best positionless football player at wide receiver. Christian mccarry has been the best positionless football player in the NFL for a while, too offensively. Um, now he's got both of those guys. check is also probably the most versatile fullback in the league. And Kittle at tight end can do a lot of different things for you. Line up at H-back, line up at fullback, line up in the backfield, line up out wide, whatever. With all these different pieces, he basically wants to have an offense that's uh, almost like a Rubik's Cube and all the, uh, the, the uh, different presentations that he can present with all these different guys that can play different positions. Um, he hadn't really figured it out just yet because it's still early, but it also takes a ton of pressure off of Jimmy G. Right. Because you, <clears throat> it's all about matchups now. About the across the board, you got Kittle, you got Juice Jake, you got Debo, you got CMC with positionless football to an extreme. Now Jimmy G, the simple thing for him is find the matchup. Who's got a better matchup? Right,
2: and now across the board, you look at what we were, what they were going through at the very beginning (laughs) of the season. They didn't even have Jimmy G. It was all going to be Trey Lance. Lance. And I kept saying. That is a mistake. You did. That is a mistake, and the reason why I kept thinking it was a mistake because of the sophistication of this offense, the things that you are all that you are talking about, and even though they just added Christian McCaffrey, it was the same concept, the and same I didn't concept. think that Trey Lance at this level was ready for mm-hmm. that, and the blessing that it was that he was still out there, still under contract. They yeah. didn't trade him, mm-hmm. and he could walk right back into that offense. And mind you, everybody was talking straight trash about him when he first came back. You know why? The dude was working out on a backfield by himself. He wasn't even part of the team. But he came in, worked himself back into playing shape, action, game time, and now look at him. He's over here. I mean, he looked through mm. four progressions last night when he hit Iuke on that touchdown on the slant. Yeah. By the way, that was one of the sickest moves. We talk about the move that Worthy put on that dude in the corner. He did that and went back into the middle of the field. Yeah. I was like, goodness gracious, and he hit him on a dime. I mean – He was perfect for what Shano wants to call because he understands it intellectually. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing for me. Trey Lance was going to be running around like RG3 and get his neck broke. Yeah. You know, he couldn't do that. You got to have somebody in the pocket that knows how to manipulate the offense, I mean the defense with the the looks and how he can call the plays. I've always been a fan of Jimmy G, even going back to when he was in uh, New uh, England. England. Mm -hmm. I thought that was – That's why I think uh, Bill Belichick was so upset when he let him go because he saw it. And you always talk about your muse. He wanted. He was the one that could orchestrate what he wanted out of everything. Yeah. And that's that's that's
1: that's big time for him. I mean Jimmy G. Put like this. Jimmy G. Caused Brady to be so insecure. He went to the ownership and went, "Y'all need to trade this dude. Or y'all need to let me go." Right. I ain't going to be in no quarterback competition with this looking, dude. He's good-looking. When I bring my wife around here, she's always like, he's cute. you mean, he's cute. <laughs> talking about he's cute. I'm Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And Tom Brady's like, he cute. Yeah, I got, got to go. I know he is cute. And he's pretty damn good, too. And he's good. Like Tom Brady always had a quarterback behind him. You mm-hmm. know, I'm freaking out. He freaked out a little bit yeah. about Jimmy he G. Sure and
0: I feel like Shanahan really wanted one more mismatch in that offense. Mm-hmm. And now he has Christian McCaffrey, so he has that one more mismatch. Yeah but Trey Lance was supposed to be the other mismatch. Yep. He's like, Jimmy G's not a mismatch. He's n- you you n- can n- figure out how to guard him. Trey Lance is a mismatch. He can run on you. He can throw. He can do all these different things. But he had to learn the offense, yep. which was going to be a problem. Now you got Christian McCaffrey. are like, oh, we just made up for that that one more mismatch we need to have. Totally so where now we can have Brandon Aiyuk just be a good red zone wide receiver. Man. When you try and cover and you go, all right, we've got everything covered. And what are you going to leave open, Aiyuk or Kittle? because one of them's going to be open now, yep. and oh. they, that's how they got four touchdowns.
1: I totally agree with you, uh, and that's why Channel decided, well, as long as Jimmy G can manage the game, I got matchups across right, the board yeah. I can win. And right. that, it just simplified. And, that's, and now you have to decide, I think he's going to force teams to, de- week by week, defend them either uh, basically trying to stack the box to stop the run or trying to defend all of their different matchup advantages on the perimeter – He had seven first-half rushes in that game. Um, That was the second fewest since he's been the 49ers head coach. Mm-hmm. And Shannon's supposed to be about running the rock hill. Jimmy G was 14-21 in the first half, chunking the ball, because they were they were trying to manipulate those matchups. They're like, no, let's put Christian McCaffrey out there. They're going to put a linebacker on him. Yeah. That's easy money. You
0: know what I mean? We're going to put Debo
1: in the backfield and motion them out. Oh, they, they put a safety on him? Oh, we got that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it really is depending on how they want to do it. Let, let's uh, run they, to a on uh, screen to the
0: outside with check in front. And who are they going to bring out? They're going to put a DV to try and catch us on the side and use checks yeah. blocking. He can really block six
1: DBs. Yeah, no, I'm with. Really, and, I, and yeah, I think I love what's going on here. And I, I found this little stat too because I know we got to get to break. We'll talk to talk about the Texans Tuesday, but Forty Nine ers are fun, more fun to talk about. <laughs> uh, th- there are two games this season in which the team gained at least twelve first downs on dropbacks, um, and, and more than two thirds of them came on passes short of the sticks. All right, so two games this season in which a team gained at least 12 first downs on dropbacks, passing the ball, and more than two-thirds of those came on passes that was short of the sticks. So depending on yak yards to basically pick that up, both were the 49ers. 49ers versus Atlanta, 11 of 15, and the 49ers versus Arizona last night, 9 of 13. Mm, mm. 51% of Jimmy Garoppolo's first downs in the passing game have come short of the sticks. That's the most in the NFL. Yak, baby. Hey, what he I lives always off say, it, he
2: lives off it may it. not be sexy, but those guys oh. are effective when they <laughs> get the ball in their hand. You don't have to show me that you can throw it 75 yards through the air down the field. You could throw it five and let them get them other 70 that's, because that's yep. what it's all about. They mm-hmm. all count the same.
1: No, you're right. And that's why I love that Sark studies you know, Shano and LaFleur and McVay because they're big on Yak. Yes, Backyards. and I do um, love the I, I love the long ball when long you ball. can hit it when you can hit it yes yeah, yeah. but when you can't hit it hey hey jump it all exactly dump it, dump all. <laughs> dump it <laughs> all make it easy <laughs> yeah work uh, don't hurt help, yourself let's work smarter not harder <laughs> all right we'll come back uh, we'll get into a Texans Tuesday uh, talk about the Texans and uh, their matchup coming up uh, on the other side but also uh, review their matchup this past weekend all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie one four nine one for the Charge Tuesday right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. You can always be a part of the show. Hit us up. Specs text line 512-337-3776. That's the best way to do it. You can also hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. My man hards at hardball hards in the Twitterverse. And my man Patrick, the real MVP, is that it's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Uh, Alright. that was actually a story related to the Cardinals Just kind of sum up our conversation. <laughs> Patrick, um... He let us know about this right when we hit the break. So I think it just broke, like literally, like two, three minutes ago. Yeah. So now Pro Football Talk is reporting that the Cardinals fired their assistant coach, Sean Coogler, over an incident in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. He's the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator. He was, he was fired following an incident in Mexico City on Sunday night. So I don't know when the incident happened. Well, how long have they been there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it,
2: it, it might have happened Saturday. I, yes, I was, it, have, it probably have happened since Saturday because most of the time we've talked about it when they come into town. You're normally in town for what a day? Yeah, you don't try to stay in there week or right. a week. Right, I that. think they might too because of it. It would be an international
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, and they maybe probably they had, had like some schools and some stuff public. Like that. Yeah, some PR yeah. yeah. events. You're yeah. right. They probably had some stuff to do. Yeah. No doubt. But that ain't good. Well, it yeah. just shows you the dysfunction. Happening right now with the Cardinals. Yeah, it goes to show you why we all believe. (laughs) Cliffy's on limited time. Hey, Cliff. Cliffy's on limited time. I need to talk to you hey, real quick. Jimbo, baby. Jimbo,
0: make that call. I don't well, know what you want Let me let me let me Hey go right Cliff, on. wear that wear that hoodie to the airport. don't get that tarmac.
1: <laughs> get on the plane. Get home at least. Yeah. They don't want that tarmac treatment.
0: That's <laughs> tarmac. Hoodie on. Get on the plane. Yeah, yeah. for
1: real. Nah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, but uh, I think Cliff he, uh, yeah, he, he's on borrowed time, no question about that. All right. We got our Texans Tuesday brought to you by our good friends over at Bud Light and the Texans, they were actually thrashed by the Washington Commanders. Usually the Texans make it a game, uh, at least competitive for a half, Mm -hmm. maybe three quarters, and then teams separate in the fourth quarter and end up blowing them out. Um, But not the case in this matchup. Gentlemen, this is how bad the Texans' first half offense was. This this stat is one of the most unbelievable stats I've ever heard in my life. The Texans were outgained in the first half by the Washington Commanders. Two hundred and forty six yards to five. Mm-hmm. Five. Five. Five.
2: I think they started the game in what? Davis Davis Mills threw a pick six. Five. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good look for them at all. It was it was a tough go, right? What? I, I was really curious to how you were going to react. I know mm-hmm. that's
1: not your team anymore. No, I mean No, they're on my team. I'm you're, dead yep. inside. Yeah. I'm dead inside as a no, am my, wi- <laughs> my wife sees me watching Texas game and she and she'll a play will happen. And it could be a good play or a bad play and I don't I won't even react. <laughs> like I'll just be just watching and she's like, Did you see what happened? I was like, Yeah. I saw what happened. She's like, you had I no response. I just don't response. want to talk about it. I, just, well, <laughs> I have conditioned myself now to have no response to Texas because none of it matters. None of what happens this year really matters. Yeah. It, it really, unfortunately, them losing is actually in their best interest. So it's a hard thing, except as I, I even had a, a member of our fan, uh, our fan base uh, and our listeners call me out. And, uh, recently, when I was out, they said, hey, Robbie, you talk about were Texans fans. You yeah. talk about the Cowboys. Boy, you talk about the Texans. And I was like, this is true. And I was like, first of all, the Cowboys are more relevant all right, yeah. than the oh. Texans. And I was like, but I'm a Texans fan. He said, you always say you're a Texans fan, but you don't talk enough about the Texans. And I said, first of all, the Cowboys are more relevant. And honestly... He accused me of basically the Cowboys being my side piece. Like you have a side yeah. piece of Chargers, we and broke up. Exactly. We <laughs> I mean, discussed yesterday. Your side piece cannot be more attractive yeah. than your wife. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. You got to get a hotter side piece in. Correct. Uh, and no, then I'm I'm a stalker. I stalk the Cowboys, but I'm not. They're not my side piece. I, I just stalk them for the show. Yeah. I'm a Texas fan, but I know you guys don't want to hear Texans talk. And that's why I don't talk a lot about the Texans. And that's where it comes out. For too. these reasons. I'm proud of them but that you're talking
2: about right now. Davis Mills went six of nine for twenty two yards and in an interception, while Pierce had a negative had negative rushing yards in the first half. So it goes back to your point. What am I going to talk about? Exactly. Where's the positivity that's in
1: that? Positivity. That they lost Lovey Lovey Smith's beard looks good. Uh, I haven't honestly. It's a good. I haven't looked at it, so maybe. Oh, it does. does. It looks good. It looks good. It's got it, that. It's got it's all, all gray, that right? white. Yeah, yeah. It's all white. It's all white. Yeah, he like I mean. Santa right now. <laughs> brown Santa. <laughs> he like Brown Santa Bro, right now. Well, he ain't got no gifts for Texans fans. No, he, <laughs> he got nothing Well, he
0: got he, do, he, <laughs> he got no answers. He yeah. got nothing. They go, hey man, how are you gonna turn it around? He goes, I don't know.
2: Exactly. <laughs> We're just gonna wait for the draft.
1: They are. I mean, yeah. that's basically the hope for Texas fans is that they'll have. Right now, the Texans do have the number one overall draft pick, and they also have another pick that's right on the verge of the top 10 or right there in the top 10, too. Yeah. So, right, I think he said 11 or 10. I got to go check it out. So those are really – I mean, that's reasons to be optimistic. But uh, that performance by the Texans, even Damian Pierce, who was in the running – for rookie of the year. I think that game took him out of the running. Yeah, eight yards on 10 rushes. Yeah, that's not
2: a good look. You're not going to win year.
1: Rookie of the Year no. with a game like that on no. your
2: record. It's funny, too, because you, you go and you get a chance to see the quotes from some of the people that are involved, obviously Lovey Smith being one of them. And Lovey said, We tried to hit the edges a few times, we tried to hit up front, <laughs> we have been able to run the football each week, even when there's disappointment. Change the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're not passing good enough. Wow. We've been able to run the football. Today, we weren't able to run the football. Nothing else is going to work if you can't do that. He just gave up it on just it. Huh? He was on like,
1: ah. Uh, yeah, just giving up on it. Can y'all do a running clock? <laughs> <to get this laughs> <thing going? laughs> no, I was saying, being a Texans fan, it is. Uh, I've been there, bro. Yeah, don't, don't get it twisted. It's a sad fandom. The Texans failed to get 200 total yards of offense for the second time in the last four games, and they're under 300 yards for the fifth game this season overall. So The offense is starting to regress. The wow. offense actually is getting worse. And how about this little stat? You'll like this. Actually, I got some for Cowboys fans here, too. Uh-oh. Three bo- if you look at the three bottom eight yards per offensive play games this season where teams had the lowest Um, Output of yards per offensive play this season. Three of those came this past weekend. Uh, You had the Jets, because, man, that, ooh, something's happening right now. Yeah, that's bad. I don't know what's going on there. He is. And Garrett Wilson holds no, Garrett Wilson Wilson has held
2: no punches.
1: Oh, is he talking bad on his quarterback?
2: No, he didn't talk bad on his quarterback, but he was just saying, this bleep is sorry. Oh
1: yeah, no, they yeah. were they were horrible. They yeah. averaged two point one yards per play, which is second worst uh, offensive output this season for. What about team. history? That might that sounds like history. It, you might be in there, but the Texans <laughs> are not far behind. They were they averaged two point seven yards per play, uh, which was the third worst this season. Um, and the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Cowboys held them to three point three. What we do Doc. yards per play
2: when you let them savages loose. Wow. My man, uh, Micah Parsons, I like to run with the Wolves. Yeah, I mean, that's what, so the yeah. Jets
1: and the Texans, understandable. Those yeah. are inept offenses. Yeah. But Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is not one home, of them. At home, by the way. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. That was impressive by the Cowboys. So I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Texans lose 23-10 to 10 to the Washington Commanders. I would say that Taylor Heineke, though, since he took over, guys got that juice now. He got that juice. He man. buys
2: a he buys a pair of Jordans mm-hmm. of every team that he defeats. Colors.
1: Yeah, I, I love like that. I love swag, that.
2: man. Yeah, the
1: man's got swag. He Let's does. See if
2: he's gonna walk around with that uh, chain on his neck again while he's <laughs> drinking his beers, I'm like, nah, Taylor. That ain't <laughs> that, that ain't the look, dog. That ain't uh,
1: the look. Yeah, remember, it was a big deal when Ron Rivera was asked about what separates, you know the the teams in ding, this ding. division NFC East and he said quarterback and everybody thought he was talking bad on yep. his quarterback Carson Wentz. I don't know if he was talking bad so much as keeping it real. Well he kept it real this week too and keeping says, it real. Taylor
2: Heineke is my starting quarterback again this week, even though Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz will be our backup.
0: Carson Wentz already got his bags packed. He's ready to move on. He goes, I'm going to play for every team.
1: I want to disappoint I want to disappoint every, every fan base in the NFL at least once. That's a great question. Okay, so who I'll, takes I'll, a chance on Carson Wentz Because he's not going to be in Washington again. The Houston Texans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, then what? It hey, may work out it'll for the work Texans. There. It'll they're work trying
1: there. to lose games and... He's well, pretty good at losing games, <laughs> but I mean, not <laughs> They already in a good spot now. Yeah, they'll probably. Be I'm serious though. Who's going to take a chance on him as a as a quarterback to start for? He's not a franchise quarterback anymore. That's done. Yeah, we all agree that. But just as a starter that. for them,
2: is he okay? Let me ask this question. Let me put this back out there. Mm-hmm. Is he on the same track as Baker Mayfield now? Damn. Think about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Baker. I mean, Mayfield's I'll tell you. I'll tell you the team that a starter anymore. if Matt Stafford's hurt. Do the Rams does does Sean McVay have the confidence that he can make him a starter again? I like that. I like Sean that. McVay seems like the type of coach who goes, "Oh, I can make him good." No, well, I like Sean that.
2: McVay may may want to go. Be an analyst after this hey, season, Hey, man. They always say he might want to do Amazon from here on <laughs> out. He, he's like, man, I know I should have taken that Amazon job.
1: He just need. I mean, honestly, I think I think he. I think they squeezed the last little bit of juice out of Matt Stafford. I'm not. Well, think, I'm
0: just saying, if he's hurt, because like he's been hurt already a couple of uh, times uh, this season. Yeah, he's concussed he's this time. So if you say, say, let's let's go. go I get saw get him. That act like
1: the guy didn't lead the league in picks. That you didn't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, I'm like he was. Hey, wasn't like he wasn't. That was my QB. Was he played really well. You predicted they would win the ball yep. good, but he still leggingly get picks. Yeah. All right, and honestly, if the 49ers DB picks off that damn ball, one thousand percent, that basically fell right through his damn hands. and so don't even get to It was like a punt. Exactly. He dropped a punt. Man, it's, oh.
0: I yeah. do know. Maybe they can send so. down to New Orleans. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs>
1: That's
0: true. And
2: Jameis That's is good. hurt. He said, "My feelings are hurt." <laughs> <was> he said <laughs> that the <laughs> other day. Did he really? Yeah, they were asking him. He said, "It hurts my soul." It's hurting my soul that I'm not the quarterback right now because they're going with oh, the red man.
1: rifle. I know that. Yeah, because that that means Cause that you're not he, supposed that means to, he's to lose
2: a- your job because of injury. Oh, and that the in that the the golden no, rule. That's a lie. That's a myth.
1: Yeah,
0: that's, that's a, a li-
1: That's a lie. Ask that's, Drew Bledsoe it's about that. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's a lot. Of I don't people know who, about that. Drew, Drew
0: Bledsoe is doing it to guys who are going on to play for Pro Bowls. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. Again>?
1: Whoever <laughs> said that 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 was a liar? It was a lie at the time, and it's yeah. still a lie today. No, yeah, that's you what don't they lose said. Lose your
2: job because of injury. And that, and if <laughs> I need to find that audio because you are going to die when you hear <laughs> Jameis talk I love about that. James, I, Me love too. James I love Jameis. I love Jameis. He speaks to the
1: media. He speaks to the media and his pregame routine. Oh, so funny. Licking fingers. And his workout routines oh. are hilarious. Oh man, he said the Saints are in
0: San Francisco this week, so he might get in. Oh, ooh. Ooh. yeah, because they well they
2: come t- after the quarterback. I'm telling you right now, Amen. Andy Dalton saw what happened to Cole McCoy.
0: Yesterday.
1: Yeah, Andy Dalton's like, I <laughs> think uh, Jameis gonna start. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, I got bronchitis. He's a better. <laughs> he's a better option for the team. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We got the flex on the other side. We'll uh, get you uh, all the content going on over at FLXATX.com. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred Welcome back to Ball do right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. Uh, we play jams to reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. I thank my man Patrick for all of his hard work uh, putting together uh, the uh, all the great jams. Um, uh, that we hear on Top of the Charts Tuesday. Uh, You can be a part of the show. Specs, text, signs, the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Also, you can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod in the Twitterverse. Harge at Hardball Harge. And uh, Patrick at It's Patrick Davis for the real MVP. Uh, all right, go to flxatx.com. Uh, there's tons of great content up there for you. Uh, we did give some props yesterday to the Dripping Springs volleyball team. Uh, the ladies went, uh, won a state championship, first year, actually, um, that uh, in the 6A that they won a state championship. So uh, continuing a dominant run. Uh, there's actually sound up there. With my man, Zach Lucero, got a chance to speak with the head coach. Also got a chance to speak with a couple of the members of the team. Uh, so go check that out at flxatx.com. And, of course, there's also... Uh, uh, the schedule of the upcoming uh, uh, the upcoming playoff matchups for the teams here in the Central Texas area. Uh, most notably, of course, Westlake's trying to keep the the winning streak alive. They're going to be playing in the, uh, the Alamo Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, 2 p.m. versus San Benito. And uh, Lake Travis is going to be playing Brennan. Brennan, yep. Uh, that's going to be at Canyon High School. Some of these places are kind of strange. I mean, I guess we've got some really nice facilities at these spots. Yeah, New Braunfels. Okay. Uh, Dripping Springs versus Harlingen. That's going to be in Alamo Dome. 11 a.m. Early. Get up. Uh, Dripping Springs versus Harlingen. Uh, Van de Grift versus Harlan. That's also going to be in the Alamo Dome. That's a later kickoff. That's going to be a 7.30 for a p.m. kickoff there. Uh, Georgetown versus College Station. That's going to be at Waco ISD Stadium. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be a 6 p.m. kickoff. Liberty Hill, shout out to Liberty Hill versus Alamo Heights. It's going to be a one thirty kickoff at uh, Bastrop Memorial Stadium. Uh, Lago Vista versus Geronimo uh, Navarro, uh, one thirty p.m. and Huddle Memorial Stadium. Uh, Wimberly versus Gerald, uh, six p.m. Gupton Stadium. Um, then Granger versus Falls City. That's going to be at Matador Stadium. Um, and uh, Lano versus Industrial. That's going to be Hero Stadium And San Antonio at seven p.m. And Blanco versus Ed Couch Edna. Edna. Okay, 6 p.m., mm-hmm. Ferris Stadium in San Antonio. A lot of these things in San Antonio,
2: actually. Uh, that seems to be the meeting place right? halfway.
1: I think San Antonio's got like five of these joints. Okay, all
2: right. Uh, you're headed in that, that south region yeah. That south region when you're playing against those types of teams. So. Okay, there you go. It's um, going to be a fun weekend. You know, I never got a chance to play this deep into
1: the playoffs. I, I, we won first round, well, I think, one year. We, yeah. yeah. No, actually, no, I take that back. We we won more than one year. We won like two or three years. We won. Yeah. There. But we always ran toward Katie or North Shore. Yeah. It always, you always round.
2: have that team. For me, it was always Longview. Anytime we yeah. played Longview, it was yeah. never, never a good look for us. Yeah, exactly. I always, I,
1: we, we knew we could not escape whatever region we were in Houston at Houston Lamar without seeing Katie or North Shore. We beat Katie one year and then we ran the North Shore and got molly-wopped. Yeah, So it was one of those and we'd always be second so it really didn't matter. We weren't going to be good enough to beat those teams. Right. We are good. We are a good team. We are talented. We are talented but yeah. yeah you know how that goes. I know exactly <laughs> how that goes. I was realistic too even at high school <laughs> I was like man it's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. I
2: was looking I was like ooh that's hey, sure. right? you see they're big country mean? over there. They, they, they from right, the East Texas.
1: Right. <laughs> well trust me Yeah, oh, yeah high, high school kids they, uh, they're realists too. They see them come off the bus <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was like, okay. Day. I thought we, we was good. Uh, yeah, Man, I thought we was big. Man. Man, you got to put it on. Yeah. <laughs> Real discipline tonight. Yeah. Uh, all right. Fundamentally sound. <laughs> <laughs> go to FLXATX.com. Go to FLXATX on all your social media platforms. We'll come back. we got to talk Texas Baylor. Speaking of short mm-hmm. weeks, um, Texas has a short week, so does Baylor. Uh, we'll get into that matchup. Also, uh, Steve Sarkeesian at his Monday press conference, also his postgame. Uh, we got some sound audio that we'll get back into for that. But We'll talk Texas Baylor on the other side. Right here on Ball, Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.